This is Joy. And this is Claire. And this is Joy and Claire. A weekly podcast talk show about the things that bring us together. Make us happy. Make us whole. Make us human. Hey guys, this is Joy. And this is Claire. This is Joy and Claire. Surprise! Wait, is it a surprise? I hope not. (laughs) If you're surprised by this, then... You might be listening to the wrong podcast. <laughs> I just always love that we get to entertain on Thanksgiving. Well, I hope we're yes. entertaining you on Thanksgiving. I hope you woke up and you're w- waking up maybe before your family, or maybe you took a walk to get away from your family, and your your peace and like, quiet is us. Yes, or you're, or maybe we're like playing to your whole kitchen right now. Hi, which family. Hi, family. <laughs> we're joining. We Claire. are. Yeah, we are. <laughs> Insert your family member's name here. It's podcast friends, Joy and Claire. We are the friends that you hear about all the time <laughs> that people are like, oh, yeah, my friend's Joy and Claire. And they're like, are, you mean podcasters? And they're like, no, yeah, they're our friends. You know that picture that everyone sends us about like the girl yeah. sitting in front of the group the of billboard. friends, a picture of a friend. Yeah, the picture of a group of friends. And she's just like sitting in like she's listening. Yeah, that's it's what, like how that's it feels when like. you listen to podcasts. Yes. And we embrace it, guys. We appreciate that about you because that. we feel like you're our friends too. Mm-hmm. It's true. So happy Thanksgiving. If you're in the US, Joy, remind us what your favorite Thanksgiving food is. <laughs> I, I can't remember if I have a consistent answer on this. I do love pumpkin pie. And I feel like that's a very polarizing food. People either either love it or hate it. I just feel like pumpkin pie flavor or like pumpkin in general has become like a topic. Yeah. I love pumpkin pie just like plain. I don't put anything on it. No whipped cream or I guess do people put ice cream on it? No. (laughs) Is that a thing? I hope not. Whatever toppings you put on it, I don't. And I also really enjoy stuffing. I probably think that's my standard answer every year just because I love a carb. And love a carb. I love a carb just, soaked in butter and oh, broth the and best. Things. Yeah. Um, I love pumpkin pie, but I also love whipped cream. I think you should have almost equal parts whipped cream and pumpkin pie. Really? Okay. That's, you know, but that's not a way like, to do it. Not ready yeah. whip, like real whipped cream. Okay. And I don't sweeten my real whipped cream. A lot of people add a little bit of like powdered sugar or vanilla. I just do straight up heavy cream whipped. Delicious. Mm-hmm. Love pumpkin pie. My favorite is gravy. I Which gravy. always makes me think of the sherry. Chan. Shree Chan. The Shree gravy Chan pinata. gravy pinata. Yeah. Yes. How can we forget that story? In case you don't know what we're talking about, what it would have been seven or eight years ago now, probably seven years ago, I took my level one right around Thanksgiving and my CrossFit level one and Shree Chan, who we love, was one of my instructors. And she was like making small talk with the with the people in line as we were waiting to check in. I don't even remember how this conversation went down, but long story short, by the end of the conversation, I was recommending to Sheree Chan that she dangle a pinata full of gravy above her Thanksgiving table so that people could swat at it to release gravy into their meals. Which is genius. I I don't, I mean, I still think we should. The only flaw with that would be that your pinata would have to be edible because like the pieces of the pinata would fall as well. Mm -hmm. But if your pinata is made out of like, puff pastry or something. Right. I feel like this would be a really good challenge if we were to just it go ahead would. and cross over to our On Your Marks Gets at Bake yeah. podcast. We should just put a bug in the ear of the judges for that show yeah, because we know they're huge create. fans of ours. 
And they, they are. listen to every single show that we do. Of course. <laughs> right. Like a hot water crust pastry pinata full of gravy. Right. Yeah. How would they not do soggy bottoms with that? That is the challenge. You that guys figure it out. Very I'm not a baker. It's up to you guys to figure it out. And it would be very challenging to they, be able to like suspend it from the ceiling. Yeah. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we have our work cut out for us, random bakers of podcast land. <laughs> So are what are you guys you're going to your parents' house for Thanksgiving this year? I'm yeah, I'm going to my parents' house tomorrow in Westcliff. So we're recording this on Monday when you guys are listening on Thursday. And my brother, my twin brother, my sister-in-law, and the kids are all gonna be there. So they flew in today and they're gonna be at my parents' house all all week, which is it's a big deal. I mean, it's a hall. It is a hall. My parents live not close to an airport. And so the fact that they hauled all the kids to Westcliff for Thanksgiving for the week. It's a big trip for them. So we're really excited to see everybody. And my mom is just going to be beside herself because anytime the whole family gets together, she just loses it. And throughout the weekend, you can just catch her like off in the corner, look at it, at everybody. Just like you can tell she's just soaking it in. Aww, just being mom. like, yeah, just being like, my family's all together. And then like, I guarantee you at one point during the week, she'll, she'll just, just spontaneously burst into tears. Yes. And yeah. I'll be like, mom, what? She'll be like, this is just the best gift I could ever ask for. You know, Aww. she just, she'll make some statement about like how you don't need gifts. This is all you need. And I'm just like, I agree, mom. And it's the best. So I'm sure my dad will have some fun thing to do with the kids that will likely get everybody into trouble. And by that, I mean, it's, I could just see my dad being like, let's take the ATVs. And he'll just like take all the kids on ATVs and roam across people's yards and not think twice about it. But that's my dad. So good memories. We're going to create some good memories, have some good food. But yeah, what are you guys doing? Um, We are going to be at my dad's house. So, you know, for those of you who have listened for a while, you know, I live within my mom lives five minutes away from me. My dad lives about 20 minutes away from me. So we get to see my parents a lot, which I really don't take for granted. And so we're going to be over at my dad's house doing Thanksgiving with, you know, my kids. And then also most of my immediate family, all but one of my brothers lives here. So I have a twin brother also, which every time we mention this, yes, Joy and I both have twin brothers. <laughs> Joy's twin brother's name is Jay. And my twin brother's name is James. We did not know this about each other before when we started podcasting. It's just it a great a coincidence fact. and yes. a funny coincidence because everyone it always freaks out. There's always one person that freaks out about it. And like, we're like, we've been hey, doing this for eight years. We've mentioned it at least 5,000 times. But it's so okay. We we're getting new people all yes. the time, apparently. And we don't bring it up all that often. It's like, you really have to listen. So Joy and I both have twin brothers. I also have a lot of other brothers and sisters. I have a big, a really big immediate family. Because my parents are both serial monogamists and have both been married several times. So, <laughs> Did you say serial monogamists? That's what I call them. <laughs> how, how many times has your dad been married? He's currently married to his fifth wife. Fifth. And your mom? Third. Her okay. third husband. Yeah. She, my mom the more the merrier, has, you know? The more the merrier. The more the married. Or, <laughs> I didn't mean that. No, I did. My mom only has me and my brother, but my dad has. And then, but then my, okay, you guys ready? My mom has her two bio- biological children, me and my twin brother. Her husband has three, three biological kids who are all boys. They're all a little bit older than me and they all live in the area. My dad has four biological children. So me and my twin brother, plus I have two older half brothers from my, a previous marriage of my dad's. And then currently his current wife has a son and two daughters who are a little bit younger than me. Along the way, my dad's, so my, my mom was my dad's third wife. So there was, he was married 
again, in between my mom and his current wife. That ex-stepmom had a son and a daughter who I really grew up with. I mean, they were married from when I was 11 until I was 18. Um, We lived with them, you know, all through middle school and high school. And so I don't keep in super close touch with them anymore, but, you know, I grew up with them. So an ex-stepbrother and an ex-stepsister. I think that's it. My stepdad's three sons and my two half-brothers are all married with kids. And then Brandon has two sisters um, and his older, he has an older sister and a younger sister. And his older sister is also married and has a daughter. So we have 11 nieces and nephews, I want to say. Yeah, that's a lot. And the oldest one is nine. So they're like all, they're starting to get older, Mm -hmm. but like the majority of them are in like this five to 10 year age range, which is really fun because now they're old enough that when they get together, like I just had this experience for the first time this summer because Evie finally is old enough to really play by herself. It was the first time that we all got together and like the adults could just kind of hang out and then the kids could just play with each other in the background. And I was like, oh my gosh, I feel like I've unlocked the next level of my life. Oh yeah. Cause then you, oh my gosh, that's, it's I amazing. remember like, how much fun my parents would have when we could just like go off on our own and the rest ball. of your life begins truly. Yes. And it's when your so fun. Like, it's so fun. It's so much more fun for them. Yes. It's so much more fun for you as a parent. So if just you like, are a parent go. listening yeah. and you feel like like you were in that phase, like really from zero to about two, two and a half, depending on your kid, maybe a little bit longer. You can have them out of your sight, but you need to be constant. Like you need to have this awareness of all times of wh- where they are and what they're doing. And Evie's still to like, I still want to know where she is, but I don't feel like I need to have her in my line of sight all the time anymore. It's amazing. It really, it just like a switch flips. I think when it comes to parenting, there aren't a lot of like switch flip moments. A lot of them are like very hard fought slogs. But the first time that your kid can like play in the other room and you realize like, oh, they've been in there for 10, 15 minutes and I, and like, they're doing fine. Right. You're not worried that like silence equals something devastating has happened. Exactly. You're like, oh, it's like the first time also that your kid sleeps through the night. And, and I mean, once you, when you're the first time your kid plays for like 10, 15 minutes in the other room and they're fine, you do have this moment of like, it's been 15 minutes. I haven't heard anything. And you like go running in there only to find that they're just sitting there being fine. And then you, you've ruined it at that moment, by the way. Once you appear in the doorway, the moment has ended. You yeah. have just completely ruined it for yourself. Right. You've broken the seal. You have broken the seal. You've made eye contact with the enemy, like 1,000%. <laughs> totally. And it's the same thing like the first time your kid sleeps through the night and you wake up in the morning and you're like, oh, are they are they breathing? Yeah. And you like check the baby monitor, you run in their room, and then they're fine. And now you've ruined it. because now And you've, you've also broken, broken the seal. Yeah. You've broken the seal. But like there are a few of those moments where all of a sudden you realize like they just did it on their own. And you have this moment of panic every time of like something's wrong and then nothing's wrong. And you're like, oh, they can just do that now. Yeah. And to be clear, the first time your kid sleeps through the night, they can't just do that now. To right. It, does, it doesn't just happen forever and ever. That's not right. That works. Right. But for playing in the other room, it kind of is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so that's nice. That's so fun. So you guys are going to have a big family. Are you going to make the sweet potatoes for your dad with the marshmallows? Yes, because that with is what John Hay wants. That's what John Hay wants. John Hay big, gets. Yeah, John Hay gets regular size marshmallows, not many marshmallows. I have to make like a special trip. We we shop, we buy our groceries at Whole Foods because that's the kind of people that we are. And I wish I didn't have to buy my groceries at a subsidiary of Amazon, but there is not another option in my town. So, I mean, there's a King's Stewart's in a safe way and that type of thing, but there's not another like organic natural grocers option. Do you have, I'm just like very curious. I'm, I'm just curious out of pure curiosity, curious. Do you, you. <laughs> do you feel like, 
Whole Foods, are you more concerned about the quality of ingredients or why do you choose Whole Foods over like King, King Supers and Safeway for those of you who are not uh, familiar with their, yeah, with those chains. It's yeah, just kind King of like Supers whatever your local grocery store is. Yeah. Safeway is like an Albertsons. They're owned by the same company. Yeah. We try to buy organic and natural as much as possible. And when it comes down to it, they just have more options. I, over the course of my life, have many times done comparisons where I'll buy our normal groceries at King Super or at Whole Foods. And then I'll go the next week and try to buy the same things at King Supers or Kroger. And the organic prices at Kroger are not any less than the organic prices of Whole Foods. And so, yeah, there's stuff like spaghetti or whatever that like I'm not worried about that might be a little bit more expensive, but it's not worth taking two trips. And that's, and also, especially when you get like the 300, the 365 Whole Foods brand, right? Their generic brand, like they have really competitive prices with like the simple organics brand at Safeway or. Yeah, they do. Um, and ever so, since, I mean, it really is like, do we make, did we make a deal with the devil because of Amazon? But. The prices did go down pretty significantly. They did. They did. And, you know, that, that freaking you know, Jeff grocery, Bezos is ruining us all. That free grocery delivery is the game changer. That grocery pickup is a game changer. Yeah. And Whole Foods as a whole, you know, having worked in the natural products industry for a while, they are great about getting local, about sourcing new upcoming brands, about yeah, really prioritizing. That. Like they are in a position to really define the market and they take yeah. that, they take that responsibility seriously yeah i've um, seen even that from, well, like, the, an insider well that where they'll have pictures of the people that have exactly you know created this product and you're like this is where they're from and i really really like that because i'll be like oh my gosh this is a local product and then i'll be more inclined to, br- to buy it exactly so you know we could get into the ethics of that all day long and we do try to try to buy as much like you know we have we do our cow every year we had we were part of a chicken csa for a while and that didn't work out you know, we grow a lot of our own food in the summers. Um, we try to get the local options as often as we can. So even within ultimately giving my money to Jeff Bezos, I try to be conscious of buying as local as possible. You know, I wish there were better options. I know and it's I one just, of those things where it's kind of like how much we should talk to somebody who knows more about this. I feel like yeah, we should. I feel and like I, Mark in Thailand would be a good person to talk to about this. But like, on what level? Because I always remember him saying individually, some of our decisions, like our individual decisions aren't always like the game changer. It's the how much you can get involved in your community or just local farmers and buying local, but it's not going to be the plastic straw thing that's going to right. well, change everything. It's, also, yeah. <laughs> it's like, what, what are you willing, not even willing, but like, what are you able to do in your life? You know, I'm not able to go to three different grocery stores every week to right. do the hyper local. Like I could drive to Boulder and go to the hyper local market. Right. I'm not willing to do that. Right. You're just not, it's you know, not feasible for your life. Exactly. Maybe there will life. be a time where right. I can do that. And, you know, I'm, I could even in Longmont go to two or three different locations of different stores. And ultimately, like, I'm really not willing to do that. It's similar when it comes to, I think like for a lot of people, you see this with clothing choices, maybe like I haven't bought a brand new item of clothing that was not secondhand, or maybe I should say like, probably less than 10% of my clothing purchases at this time in my life are firsthand, you know, are brand new. Brand new, yeah. The majority of them are secondhand. I put a lot of effort into that. And it's something that like makes sense to me. I can use Poshmark. I can use apps. I can use whatever, but it's a lot of work. And if I need something right then and there, like that's not an option, you know? And so some other people who don't have the time or the, the kind of thought process to put into that, that might not be worth it to them. 
And I think I say this all the time when it comes to our individual choices, supporting the local economy, supporting sustainable business, supporting insert whatever sustainability initiative here. When it comes to our personal choices, any one individual or even any group of individuals, you're probably not going to move the needle because the reality is that the waste of resources and trash and everything that's happening at corporate levels around the world is the problem. You know, it's not an individual. It's this the capitalist system of exploiting the earth's resources. But why your individual choices do still matter is because those choices and being in that conservation-minded mindset will ultimately spark your motivation to get involved with local issues and get involved with regional and national political issues that will ultimately move the needle and can influence, you know, policies around carbon, policies around extraction, you know, extractive resource use. That really is what matters. And so that's why I never want to tell people like, oh, it doesn't matter if you, you know, use reusable grocery bags, or even though there are studies out there that say that cotton grocery bags are just as resource intensive as paper, one, you know, single use paper grocery bags. But if that is what allows you every week to have a moment of recognition that, like, yes, this is important to me and this is one keeps you in that mindset every time yeah, you go mindful. grocery shopping. That's worth it, I think. Even though it might not actually the cost benefit of not of that right. in the actual like scheme of resource conservation might yeah. not be there. Yeah. And I think I don't want to turn people away from doing those things at all. I just think that we often people like us who are very aware of the environment and what we can do to help will sometimes feel overwhelmed to say, does this even matter? Sometimes it doesn't, sometimes it does, but I think the effort is what matters and that you can continue to look for ways to contribute. And let me just be clear, don't be using plastic straws, but... (laughs) But, well, but plastic straws even like are not black and white. You know, some people. Right. I'm not advocating for them though. <laughs> right. It can be, a, you know, that can be an accessibility issue too. Like there's so, there's not a black or white, like do this, don't do that. And that's really what it comes down to. And also in a way it kind of is the thought that counts. If you are able to look at it that way and let that motivate you to get involved at a larger scale. On that topic, this would be a great time to kind of talk about Black Friday, which is. Sure. Fun. And yeah. I think, you know, again, like I always post about this on Black Friday, on Prime Day, on any of these days, that there are a lot of sustainability influencers out there who will really say, you know, like, do not give in to Black Friday. Don't get on that bandwagon. You're just, you know, buying into consumerism. And like, that's not untrue. But at the same time, it is a good opportunity to get things that you otherwise may not be able to afford. And they don't even have to be like necessities. It's not like, oh, diapers are on sale. Go ahead and buy it. It's like, hey, you work hard. And who am I to tell you that a new TV isn't going to increase your quality of life. I'm not here to make that judgment call. What I am here to say is that go into it with a plan because then you will be less likely to make impulse purchases. And the sooner you start shopping for your friends and family, the more options you will have in terms of finding and seeking out local options. So my advice might be, you know, make a plan for Black Friday, know what big ticket items you are really going to focus on, and then let the smaller things happen over the next few weeks as you're out and about shopping for groceries, you know, stop into that little boutique that's in the same shopping center as your grocery store that you've always meant to visit. Like reach out to that small batch maker on Instagram and like see what, you know, like don't look on Etsy. Yeah, look, look on, on the Etsy. Big, these are all bigger, more well-known platforms. sites yeah. that support and, like, local artists. 
Exactly. And so like, I don't necessarily think that anyone needs to be doing a hundred percent of their Christmas shopping on Black Friday on Amazon, but you know, make a plan, try not to get sucked into like the impulse buy because it's a good deal. Yes. And the kind of allure of it and the marketing, because that's really what it's all about. And I was looking on Oprah's favorite things for Christmas. She does it every year. And she actually has a list on on Amazon that is Black-owned businesses. So even on Amazon, if you have to do Amazon, if there's an accessibility thing where you're just like, I just don't have access, to, but I do, or I don't have time, I ran out of time, and the Prime is going to be faster. They even have a list of Black-owned businesses on Amazon. So it's like, okay, here, just do what you can to be right, a little so more like mindful. Seek out, right, seek out those opportunities within whatever you have to work with. Yeah, I, I mean, I think like there have definitely been years in the past where I used Prime Day to buy like a new car seat or, you know, we got our Roomba a couple of years ago, like stuff like that, where I'm like, I'm not going to buy a car seat from like a local maker. I literally can't. <laughs> That's a right. safety issue. You know, like right. there, there are also those purchases where it's like, you aren't going to be able to find like a local artisan who's making big screen TVs. Right. That's fair. Right. I mean, I'm, I I don't know if you guys are listening to the Busy Phillips podcast. It's one of my favorite podcasts. It's just chit chat. It's kind of like ours. Um, Her and her friend Cassie interview some famous people. But anyway, Busy Phillips lately, it's, it's called Busy Phillips is doing her best. But she recently started this kick of buying nothing new for a year. So she's all about she's very into online auctions right now, which is hilarious, because half the time she'll just be on an auction during the recording. And I'm like, guys, this is not good podcasting. <laughs> but it's great. I think that's a really good message. And she'll confess like, hey, I, there's this one thing I had to buy new because there literally was, I couldn't find it within like a day used. That's fair. But to do that for a year, I mean, it's pretty extreme for a lot of people. But I also think like, wow, that's a pretty cool thing because she obviously could afford anything she wants new. But she's putting in that effort just to be mindful Did you about what know she's purchasing. Joy, that busy... Did you know she has her own Poshmark closet? Like you can shop busy yeah. Phillips used clothes. Yeah. I have almost sent it to you so many times. Which is so great because she, her style, I should actually look, but I don't, I don't know if we're the same size, but in any event, her clothing is exactly what I would wear. She has the cutest yes. style and she donates everything to charity. So I think that's just amazing. So if Black Friday is your deal, don't feel guilty. But also, you know, make a plan. We have been meaning to send out a gift guide. I hope I make that happen this year. We got some amazing, like so many of you, we asked for links if you guys have businesses and we had so many. So at the very least, I would love to at least compile those into like a blog post where you can support people in this community. Maybe I'll get that done by Thursday. Let's do that for a newsletter. Do we have, um, do we still have a link to sign up for our newsletter? Yes, we do. I will put that on Instagram today, Thursday, Thanksgiving. So you can go look it up in our Instagram stories and you can sign up for our newsletter. If you were previously subscribed, you're still subscribed. Guess <laughs> what? Done we just haven't done anything in a while. So, you know, but if you really want to make sure you're subscribed and you can't remember, um, or you feel like, you know, guys, it's been so long. I don't trust it. Go ahead and just resubscribe if you want to. Yeah. And we'll work on getting that together because it is really fun to be able to showcase the different businesses that um, our community members and, you know, different businesses, and different products that our community members make. It's so cool. There's something else on, on Friday. That's a big deal. It's your birthday. Oh, <laughs> you looked at me like you had no idea. I was like, what? I, I just, my brain was so in like gift yeah. guide mode. It's your birthday. Yeah, it's my birthday. 
happy birthday to me. What are you going to do? I, What's your plan? I don't know. You said you just really wanted to hang out, have someone clean your house, and you just want to have snacks. I think that's a great plan because yeah, you're going to be all tired from Thanksgiving and you just want to hang out. Honestly, like the least amount of effort that I could put into this is really what I'm looking for. Like I am looking for, like I, I don't want to have to make a single decision all day. I want to just like wake up have someone hand me a cup of coffee. I want to sit on the couch and look at Instagram while I watch Harry Potter and someone brings me cheese. I think that sounds perfect. I think it sounds really amazing. Like, yeah. That sounds like an ideal day to me, frankly. And that's the goal for your birthday is just an ideal day. Do you ever think about the past year when you turn another year old or you just kind of like, we're just moving forward? I do. You know, this year again, just feels like a time warp. Like what was even happening this time last year? I don't even know. Like, I feel like this year for me, like it's it's impossible to not just define it by global events. And I really look forward to a year that's not like that. <laughs> I'm tired of having so many global events. I think this time last year, you know, the vaccine was about to be approved. We were all like so hopeful that was going to be the end so and hopeful. it didn't turn out to be the end for yeah. a myriad reasons. And so, but we were also very, very relieved. Right. I remember to have a this, new president. Like, yes. We had a new president. Like, but I feel like, you know, a lot of the things that I thought were going to be head and shoulders better in 2021 just didn't ever get there. So I am, you know, really grateful for my new job. I am grateful that my kids are doing well. You know, I'm really grateful we saw Maxine. I'm grateful that Brianna got a new job this year too. Like we yeah. have had some change, like a lot of change. How long is Maxine staying? Yeah, that's a great question. Yeah. Um. Okay. So for you guys that don't know, Maxine is our au pair. She is from Brazil. She moved in with us in January, 2020. Obviously we had no idea what was about to happen. We are so grateful for her. If she had not been here, I would have literally had to quit my job. Like we did not have a situation where, you know, Brandon and I were not, Brandon is a nurse. He was not working from home. All, you know, the schools were shut down. And at the time, Evie had just turned one at the start of the pandemic. So like, you can't work with a one-year-old. You just can't. One, it, like 12 to 18 months is the highest maintenance phase, in my opinion. But so we're so grateful she's here. She's been here. She and Evie are just like two peas in a pod. We really lucked out with her. For those of you who might be wondering, we used the agency Au Pair in America, which we had a good experience with them. I also have friends who've used culture care that have been had a good experience. They're all pretty much the same because the program is a, is federally regulated. I have just noticed that some programs are more popular in different parts of the world. And so if you're looking for an au pair who's from like a specific country, I can't tell you which agencies are more popular in which regions, but I've just have noticed, you know, like for example, au pair in America was really the majority of au pairs are from Central and South America. Also, she speaks she speaks Portuguese and no, she has not taught my kids Portuguese. And also obviously she speaks English. Wait, so, she speaks Portuguese and what was the second part of that? And no, she has not taught the kids Portuguese. Oh, she hasn't taught them. Okay. People are always asking that. They're like, do, do your kids speak Portuguese? Oh, no. interesting. Yeah. Like Maxine came here to learn English. She didn't come here to teach my kids Portuguese. Right. Yeah. If we had wanted her to, she probably would have. But like, I was like, I don't need my kids to know Portuguese. Right. So she is actually her au pair visa. You can only renew it a certain number of times. And so she actually is looking, is in the process of enrolling in school and she's going to be transferred onto a student visa. So she will continue living with us and she'll be going to school. That's really exciting. So, so where is she, she going to go to school? 
so she's just, she's taking more English classes. Um, I forget the name of the school. It's like, you know, School of the Americas or something. I don't know. It's like online. Person. It'll be in person. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, It's like, you know, in order to have a student visa, you have to be a full-time enrolled student in an, a physical school. Got it. Okay. And um, yeah, so she'll be here. We'll be supporting her in that. And, you know, she'll still be involved with Evie and Miles is in school. So, you know, she can like helps to pick up and drop off, but for the most part, kindergarten kind of, you know, he kind of does this thing in kindergarten. So yeah. So she'll be with us. I don't know how much longer to have, you know, it's kind of up to her. Um, we want her to stay here as long as she wants. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, that's going to be a really difficult transition because she's been with you yeah. for so long. And she, I mean, she moved in with us when Evie was 11 months old. So like Evie doesn't probably really remember life. Life without her. Yeah. yeah. I don't yeah. know. I have really thought a lot about like, what are we going to do and how are we going to explain that to Evie? And as Evie gets older and older, it'll get easier to explain the, you know, it inevitably happens, or maybe she'll just stay forever. I'm fine with that. And you're like, you live with us now. It's great. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry to your mom, to your actual mom. <laughs> it's, it is funny. Cause I mean, she's 26 or 27 and she's 26. I'm her host mom, but I'm only eight years older than her. So sometimes that dynamic is just kind of funny. I just kind of feel like her older, like I feel like her like big sister. So yeah. Like, Has she kinda... been home to see her family at no, all? No, so that's the, that's the main thing is that she hasn't been able to go home. Oh, wow. Because of her visa status, she can't leave and come back. Oh, So she's okay. here legally, obviously, like it's completely legal. Right. It is completely legal for her to be here, but she can't leave and come back. And then up until recently, you know, the when the borders just reopened on whatever it was, November 8th, her family couldn't come here either. And so her mom is probably going to come visit in like January or February. So, and that'll be the first time that she's seen her in over two years. So that's been a big that's been difficult and she can't leave and come back at all. Like we couldn't, we wouldn't be able to like go on a family vacation to Mexico and then come, you know, with her or anything. It's been interesting kind of like learning more about the visa restrictions that America has. It's yeah, kind of, that's crazy. They're intense. Well, I hope um, she gets to stay for a long time. I know me too. She's great. We are so lucky to have her. Please. You know, if you guys have questions about the au pair program, people always have a lot of questions. Like, isn't it awkward? And like, how, what did you look for and reach out? I'm always happy to chat about that. Send us an email. This is joyandclaire at gmail.com. And I am yeah, always happy to provide some insight. We really lucked out. I have some friends who have had less great au pair experiences. And Maxine certainly has friends who are au pairs who have had less great experiences with their host families. But, you know, I think at the end of the day, if you treat your au pair like an adult, you are clear, but not overbearing that you're going to be fine. And like, it's not awkward. I mean, it's awkward, but like, it's awkward to both of you. So you kind of just have to ride that wave for the first yeah. month. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's not that bad. And then you get used to it and it's fine. Yeah. It's great. I, I really am glad that we decided to do this with her. And I mean, I literally can't imagine what our lives would be like if, if we didn't have her anyway. So let's see all that to say that for my birthday, I'm, as I'm kind of reflecting on the year, it's like, yeah, there were some big headlines, but it also just kind of feels like this year was still very monotonous. Monotonous. Like I still miss leaving the house. And because of your new job schedule, you're going to be doing an at-home gym workout, which you're not super jazzed about. Because I know yeah. how much like leaving the house, but also you get to leave the I house know. for your job. You get to go. So I'm going into work. So my office is in Denver, which is about a 45 minute drive for me. 
I'm going into the office right now, like one or two times a week, kind of just to get onboarded. Like it's so much easier to learn how to do stuff when you're in the office. And the office is like kind of closed, opened. It's closed in the sense that no one is required to be there, but like you can go in if you want. So there are a handful of people who go in who live nearby who just like to be in. And it's cool. I mean, it's a really cool space. They have like a really cool setup. They have a lot of perks and the perks are still in action. You know, they have like a barista who comes in every day and you can get a free latte. And that's amazing. Like that's enough to get me down there, frankly. (laughs) Um, you know, they have like a cool gym anyway. And so I'm going in a little bit, but yeah, I can't, I haven't been able to go to CrossFit. I just had to cancel my CrossFit membership because at my last job, my gym was right near my my office at CrossFit Roots, which I still absolutely love, was right near my office. And CrossFit Roots recently moved because their landlord basically leased, like ended their lease without consulting them and like leased the gym out from under them to a different company. I can't believe that happened. I know. And they, they wrote about this in the morning checkup. So I know that it's like public knowledge, but basically like I, all that, you know, I know this isn't like an insider detail I'm not supposed to share, right? <laughs> but basically like their landlord, um, that area of Boulder is really changing quite a lot. And their landlord wanted a more kind of traditional warehouse tenant rather than a gym in that space. And which I don't, I also don't understand because there's a gigantic gymnastics gym right next door. Right whatever. next door. Yeah. And they've been so, such great tenants. It's Yes. Like, yeah. And they've been there for 10 years. And so they ended up having to move. They found a, a space you know, only like a mile and a half away. So at my previous job, I just didn't have as many meetings. And so I could make it work to go to the gym, even though it was a two hour commitment round trip, because then I could just finish getting my work done later on in the evening. Right. And kind of balance it out that way. A little more flexibility. I have so many dang meetings. So maybe that'll kind of get like settle back down when the holiday rush is over. And when I'm not just being added to meetings for the sake of like visibility. Right. You're like and more training into your role. Yeah. Right. So we'll see. But for now, I really, you know, I don't have the ability to leave in the middle of the day for anything else than just like picking miles up from the school. Yeah. And the yeah. fact that I was able to do that before is like pretty remarkable. <laughs> so I've been doing at home workouts. Um, I've been getting, I've been sharing a lot about it on my personal Instagram. I started with a Jim Jones program, which Jim Jones almost was like a precursor to CrossFit. They are known for being very intense. They are known for like training like Chris Hemsworth for the, you know, uh, come on now, Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. He was like the Thor Thor guy. Right. Yeah. Thor. Mm-hmm. That's the name of the actor. Marvel like, maybe. I don't know. I'm going to get. Yeah. He, like he like they train a lot of the like celebrities. Like they're known for training celebrities. Not to, the like, cult leader, Jim Jones. This is. No, Jim, like a gym, like a gymnasium. Oh, okay. I was thinking like Jim Jones, the cult leader. I was like, that's not a great name, but okay. Maybe they wanted to play off of that. And um, I don't know. I don't know the history of this gym. People probably are screaming at me because it is like very, like they are well known. They're very well known in the functional fitness space and the bodybuilding space. They've been around forever. They're known for being very intense and they have a bunch of at-home programs And so I tried that because I thought, hey, you know, CrossFit's intense. Like I want that intensity. And the program that I signed up for was like 60 to 90 minutes per day. And I just don't have that amount of dedicated time. That's the problem. I had had 90 dedicated minutes. I would just drive across a lot of time. Yeah. So much time. But the main thing that I, I struggled with about it was that their ethos is very like, go hard, all or nothing, you know, which is what they're known for. But because of that, and I also know it's very much a choice for me to buy into that or not, but I'm also like a very extrinsically motivated person. Like if you come at me with that sort of mindset, 
I'm going to really want to take that on. And so I just couldn't make a lot of times I would skip workouts and I tried them out for probably about a month. And I skipped a lot of workouts just because I thought like, well, I can't give 110% to this workout. So I might as well just not do it. And that is kind of their ethos is like, don't, you know, like if you can't commit hundred percent, then why are you even here? And I could not hang with that. I was like, well, okay, then I guess I can't come in. I guess I'll just go sit on the couch. And we talked about this a few weeks ago that sometimes I feel like, you know, if you tell me like, oh, just move when your body wants to move, then I'll never move. <laughs> like I'll just go back to bed. But so I started. And then also guys, I know about street parking. Every single person is like, try street parking. I know about street. I am well aware that street parking is out there. I've tried street parking before. I have liked it. I have all the equipment. The thing that I don't like about street parking is that I just can't force myself to do Metcon after Metcon by myself. Like I have found that I respond very differently depending in terms of motivation, depending on like the environment that I'm in. If I'm in a CrossFit gym, give me CrossFit programming all day long, obviously. But if I'm at home, I am more likely to stick to a program that is a little bit more sort of like bodybuilding. And what I mean by that is like free weights, squats, like where you can kind of like work through some sets, but you're not building up to like this big Metcon every single time. So I started using the Hungry Fitness monthly programming, which I'm really liking so far. I really like Michaela also, like she's just so approachable and their whole community is very like, make it work for you. You know, I think more than half of the the people who, I guess I should say like, they really write their stuff for a community of like working moms or working parents, you know, they like, that's who their target is. It's like people who just need to get it done in the garage. So I'm liking it a lot so far. I'll keep you guys posted. It is very sort of like bodybuilding structured. Like, you yeah, I'm looking at their of, Instagram. It's, it looks, yeah. it looks very intense. So you have like two lower body days a week and two upper body days a week. And then probably like two of those will also include kind of a hit burner at the end, but mm-hmm. other ones, you just kind of have like a little ab cash out, which like, I don't always want to do a, like a hit burner. I don't always want to be running 200 meter repeats down my street. No, thanks. Yeah. No, thank no, thank you. you. No, thank you. And yeah, she's just been great and really approachable. And then my other big exciting piece of news is that I signed myself up for a surf retreat in May. And so that's kind of why I'm like digging so hard into like in other times in my life, I would have thought like, you know what? I just don't have time for like regular workouts right now. And that's not a big deal. And like, they'll come back. I think something that's been huge for me in the last five years is getting this perspective that like I can take a couple months off from working out and like nothing bad is going to happen. The workouts will find their way back into my life. Right now, I have this trip planned for May. So it's about six months away. And I really want to be really physically ready for that trip. And of course, by that, I don't mean anything about like, I don't need to look a certain way. I just want to know. Bikini bod. (laughs) My bikini bod. I'll be wearing a full wetsuit. Thank you. I just want to know that like, if I'm going to embark on six straight days of surfing, that I don't want to be held back by not being strong or not having the endurance to like hang the whole time. So That's kind of my focus right now. And that's why I'm really focused on finding a workout program that will work for me that I can stick with because I feel like I'm kind of training for this trip. Love it. I think that's great. I feel like I just talked for so long. (laughs) No, it's great. It's your birthday week. You gave us all the updates. They're important updates. I think think that's a wrap on Thanksgiving 2021. Yes. Everyone can tag us in your food pictures because we're going to see them anyway. So let's just see what you made. That's all you see on Instagram on Thanksgiving Day is all the food photos. I love it. I used to hate it, but now I love it. Yeah, now yes. I love it. because Show it's me like, your food. We know that that is what people are excited about. And most likely it's like some traditional meal. Maybe not. Maybe it's a brand new thing. Maybe you're just going off script. Just tag us in some 
photos because we're going to see them anyway. And we would rather see them from people that are in our community. Yes. And we'll get on that gift guide. We will. One of us will. Someone's going to do it. All right, guys. Well, you can find us online. You can find us on Instagram at joyandclaire underscore. You can find us online, joyandclaire.com. You can email us. This is joyandclaire at gmail.com. Find us on iTunes, on Apple, on Spotify, on wherever. Like our, you know, rate us, review us, share us with a friend, like our stuff on Instagram. It's like, it's amazing how much just liking our stuff really does for our visibility. Um, You know, send us a DM if there's anything you want to hear from us. Don't forget, we have two other podcasts. This is the semifinal. Final. It's the final week. What oh, is the final? <gasps> yeah. It's the final week of the right final at British Bake Off. Week. How did that yes, happen? Yes, I know. So don't forget, we have the, our great British Bake Off podcast on your Marks Gets That Bake. And then you can also check out Girls Gone Wad podcast, which has been back up and running now for a few months. There's so much joy and clear to be had. Don't yes. hold back. And we need feedback too, because we may be arranging... The reason that we put this is Joy and Claire and Girls Gone Wad back up or Girls Gone Wad back up is to kind of see what people are wanting to hear more about. So really, we do listen to what you want to hear. Uh, And so please send us an email if you have feedback or if you're just like, no, I like what we're doing, then that's great, too. But we do listen to what you have to say about what you want to hear. All right, guys, we hope you're having a great Thanksgiving. If you're not in the U.S., happy random Thursday in November. (laughs) We're eating a lot of food. I hope you are, too. And we'll talk to you next week. Bye, guys. Bye.